0: Hello, and welcome to the Banker podcast series, Banking Under Pressure, exploring how the financial services industry is coping with the COVID-19 pandemic. In this series, the Banker's editors are interviewing industry experts from around the world to gather insights and advice on specific challenges, best practices, and innovations that can help banks and their customers manage during these tough times. I'm Kimberly Long, Asia Editor of the Banker, and today I'm speaking with Ambassador Dr. Asad Majid Khan, Pakistan's ambassador to the United States. Thank you for joining me today, Ambassador.
1: Thank you very much for having
0: me. What have you seen so far in Pakistan in terms of the impact of the coronavirus on the country?
1: As uh, a developing country, you know, uh, Pakistan uh, is like most other countries uh, seriously impacted by this uh, pandemic, you know, so far. We have had over 23,000 confirmed cases, and uh, the number of deaths uh, uh, are also uh, around 535. But when I compare these numbers uh, with uh, some of the other countries uh, around the world, uh, then I would say uh, that our numbers, I mean, we have done uh, a reasonably uh, good job so far, although the trajectory has uh, not uh, leveled off uh, and uh, has not hit uh, the plateau as yet, uh, and the numbers are still growing, uh, but uh, the pace uh, and of growth uh, uh, has been certainly less than what we had all uh, anticipated. And I would say that uh, this is thanks uh, to uh, a very well coordinated campaign uh, that uh, the government uh, launched uh, involving you know extensive uh, isolation strategies closing our borders closing our schools closing offices and then launching a very extensive information campaign also to educate people on on what uh, this monster was like you know then at the same time also working aggressively Uh, to build uh, the national capacity, because uh, Pakistan, uh, as a poor country, you know, health system, which uh, is certainly not ready uh, to deal with a crisis uh, uh, like uh, the pandemic, which has overwhelmed uh, countries far more resourceful than Pakistan. So that way, I would say that, uh, yes, we are still uh, there, uh, uh, and the situation is, of course, evolving, Uh, But so far, given the original projections, you know, uh, we uh, have uh, done uh, a reasonably good job. Uh, But I would say the jury is still out, you know, I mean, this is an unpredictable situation. Uh, There are too many unknowns uh, here. Uh, We are doing our best, you know, we have enhanced our testing capacity. Uh, We have uh, enhanced our uh, quarantine and screening capacity. We are testing every single person coming back into Pakistan. Uh, The flights are still suspended. Only a limited number of regulated flights are coming back. As a poor country with already uh, stressed uh, health system, we are keeping our fingers crossed uh, and uh, certainly uh, working overtime and extra hard Uh, in in giving the capacity uh, to our system uh, from whichever sources we can.
0: Pakistan's Prime Minister Imran Khan has been quite outspoken on um, plans for what he thinks needs to happen in the country. And he's called for an international debt relief. To help developing countries fight the coronavirus. What motivated this and what has been the response so far to this call? We
1: really have to have a well-coordinated, integrated health and economic response to this uh, uh, crisis because uh, for countries like Pakistan, where uh, the, the health part of the impact is uh, unfolding, but at the same time, you know there are uh, people who uh, are already out of job. You know the daily wages cannot go out because of the lockdowns. You know, so in the medium to long term, it is really the the economic part of uh, the impact of coronavirus or this pandemic which is going to uh, uh, you know make things very very difficult for countries. Uh, like Pakistan, and, and that's what uh, the Prime Minister has been advocating, because he believes that, uh, you know, with the global value chain disturbed, with uh, the exports uh, uh, already declining, you know, the industrial sector not uh, uh, being able to perform uh, or operate, all of that, uh, uh, and with no entertainment industry, no transportation uh, options there, so all of that has Is going to leave people unemployed. Uh, IMF and World Bank are already projecting uh, the global economy to contract by 3%, you know, so the economy is already in recession. So for that, the developing countries, the poor countries, the vulnerable countries would need fiscal space, you know, if you cannot export uh, and yet you have to make your uh, 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 debt-related repayments, you know. So your uh, exchequer is going to uh, face uh, a lot of pressure. uh, And for that, the international community uh, needs to come together to offer that fiscal space that developing countries would need to provide uh, cash support, uh, to provide emergency relief uh, to the vulnerable populations, to sustain them. Through this crisis, and then to help, you know, support and subsidize uh, the export sector to come back to their normal working levels, uh, and for you know, Prime Minister domestically also, you know, given a unprecedented eight billion dollars uh, stimulus package, you know, which is uh, which is big for a country like Pakistan, and and for us, frankly, I mean, this crisis couldn't have come at a worse time because after uh, taking very tough reform measures as part of our imf program you know our economy had started to grow again our exports had started to pick up you know our exchange rate had stabilized uh, and and then uh, this uh, uh, pandemic appeared and because of that all of that is going down so this puts us in a very difficult situation because we had started to see Uh, the dividends and and, uh, the fruits of uh, those tough measures that the government had taken. So we will have to start from scratch again. So in that intervening period, uh, and again, uh, uh, you know, this is not for one country or uh, two countries. It is for this. The entire international community has to come together, and that's why the Prime Minister, Uh, has been speaking uh, to the world leaders. Uh, Our foreign minister has also been talking to uh, his counterparts around the world, uh, calling for a comprehensive uh, relief package uh, uh, for uh, poor countries uh, to give them that space that they would desperately need uh, to steer through this crisis.
0: Within that, Prime Minister Khan has called for there to be a coordinated health and economic response to the virus. Are you seeing that there is being cooperation between maybe the different organizations that you mentioned internationally to this crisis?
1: IMF has already uh, come in uh, in a big way. uh, And uh, they uh, have uh, uh, the MD of IMF has announced uh, that they are ready to put in about $2.5 trillion of uh, Support package in terms of providing much-needed liquidity to the countries, uh, and they have, for instance, in case of Pakistan, they have uh, uh, provided us with this rapid finance facility of about 1.4 billion dollars. Then G20 also has come together uh, in, in providing uh, uh, a debt relief. Uh, uh, to the poorest uh, countries, uh, and uh, IDA countries are also covered, uh, and Pakistan is part of that. Now, the period for that uh, uh, relief in, in debt repayments, uh, uh, we believe, is short and perhaps will have to be extended, but it is uh, an invaluable priceless contribution, you know, to this global effort. Similarly, the UN Secretary General has also launched his own initiative. so, Intergovernmentally and uh, through these international organizations, the Asian Development Bank, the World Bank, and others, you know, all are pitching in uh, to support countries. So, this is uh, uh, covering both the health part of it because, really, I think uh, for a system, a health system, which uh, uh, does not have uh, the capacity. Uh, you know, international support uh, is absolutely indispensable. That has helped us. We have, through the support of our friends, like China, like United States, uh, we have uh, bolstered our capacity, uh, like UK, uh, our capacity to carry out more tests. Uh, We have uh, been able to set up... uh, uh, labs uh, that allow uh, our doctors to carry out on spot tests also. Uh, we have also been supplied with personal protective equipment. with vent- We have purchased ventilators, masks, and all of that, which all our first responders need. So that is the health side of uh, uh, the cooperation. And then on the fi- financial side, as I said, debt relief is one thing. But I think a comprehensive package, which uh, basically looks at uh, uh, providing more export opportunities, you know, to think about uh, the new value chains and how uh, these poor countries can be integrated, uh, what kind of market access can be provided uh, that would allow them to regain that uh, space that they have lost because of the crisis. So, really, I think uh, a comprehensive global effort. Uh, is needed. uh, Debt relief will, of course, be only a part of it. And for that, uh, uh, intergovernmental consultations need to start. Uh, It can be at any of the financial institutions. It can be at the United Nations also.
0: Looking forwards now to, you know, hopefully not too far in the future when the world is starting to recover from the impact of coronavirus. How do you perceive Pakistan's recovery kind of in terms of the health and also economically?
1: For us, uh, unfortunately, uh, this crisis uh, has come at a bad time. We are determined to make, uh, turn this into an opportunity uh, by uh, you know, taking uh, the measures uh, on the health side that would uh, enable uh, our health sector to be better prepared, because I think in the process you spoke about the best practices. The doctors from around the world and practitioners around the world are coming together uh, in sharing uh, the best practices, and the systems are geared in ways uh, like never before, where uh, country systems are being educated on dealing with uh, uh, similar epidemics. Uh, so this is, in my view, going to help our system better deal uh, with similar epidemics, uh, not necessarily pandemics uh, in future. I think we are also uh, learning about tele learning, teleworking, teleconferencing uh, can be better tapped and utilized, you know, uh, which uh, would reduce uh, the burden on our material resources. It will reduce uh, the the carbon uh, footprint of the countries. So that is also, in my view, an opportunity uh, where we can uh, use minimal resources and get optimal results by relying on uh, some of these uh, new technologies uh, that we have started to use more extensively uh, during this crisis. And uh, lastly, of course, the... Uh, self-reliance because uh, of the pressures that uh, we faced in the beginning, uh, because every country needed uh, uh, those urgently uh, required supplies like personal protective equipment, masks, uh, ventilators, and other stuff. You know, every country, and at least in Pakistan, we mobilized all our resources uh, to develop uh, indigenous sanitizers, to develop indigenous Ventilators, uh, even if they are very uh, rudimentary uh, types, you know. Uh, And that has also given the confidence uh, to our scientists, to our innovators, to our industry uh, to respond to these emergencies. And I think that, in my view, also would go a long way uh, in giving uh, that confidence to our own uh, industry uh, to respond to similar such crises. Uh, in future.
0: Well, thank you very much for joining me today, Ambassador Khan, and it was very interesting to hear your views there.
1: Thank you very much for having me.
0: And you can keep up to date by subscribing to our weekly podcasts on iTunes, Spotify and Acast, and following our discussions at thebanker.com slash podcasts.